Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and welcome to another episode of Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. I love doing this show, and of course, I greet you with Om Shanti Shanti Shanti, meaning I greet you in peace. And I just want to let you know that you can reach me anytime if you have program suggestions or you have questions for me or any of the guests who ever appear on my show. You can reach me at laurie at tantracafe.com. Energy. Everything, including us, is made of light energy. So what does it mean when our energy is blocked? How do we know when it's blocked and what can we do about it? People talking these days a lot about blocked energy. They say that our chakras are blocked, our energy is blocked and, blocked. and how do we know what it means? And how do we know what, if anything, we can do about it? My guest today is Kate Holt. She's a senior faculty member at the New York Institute for Core Energetics. Kate runs her practice in the Philadelphia area where she works with individuals and couples. Kate, welcome to my show. And hey, Lori. Can, Great to be hey, here. Can you explain to us what an energy block is? I will do my best. Uh, I know that probably I'm, I'm making some maybe assumptions about your audience, but um, I won't do that. I won't make those Oh, assumptions. don't assume anything. Okay, Don't good. assume anything. Let's just, you and I, we're talking about energy, and we don't know, you know, I don't know anything, even if I do. Okay. Even though I know you do, right? That's okay. (laughs) You know I do, but it doesn't matter because I want to learn from you. What does it mean if someone were to tell someone their energy was blocked? What in the heck would that mean? Okay. So I think like the simplest way look look at energy if you if you've never thought about it before, you know when you walk into a room and a conversation has just stopped, you get a sense pretty quickly if that was a happy conversation, um, a charged, and I say charged, like a a conversation that had a lot of tension, maybe anger in it. So that's one way that people sense energy in a space and in a relationship. Wait a minute, I'm not clear. You mean I walk into a room, two people having a conversation, I walk into a room, and all of a sudden I walk in and the conversation stops? Well, that could be one way that it could happen, yes. Okay. If it stopped, you know, you might wonder, were they talking about me or or what were they talking about, something private. But just from from sensing the space in the room and and the space between the people, you get a feel of what kind of energy was happening there, what kind of emotion was going on in that conversation. Okay. So. Does that make sense? So that's one way. Yeah, it's sort of. I mean, it, I you know, I used to have a roommate who used to do that. I would come in. She would be laughing with somebody, and then I would come in the room, and everything would stop, and it happened all the time. And I didn't like the feeling of that energy, so I got her to move out. <laughs> right. So, so you clearly sensed something that you didn't like, and you knew it. And you probably oh, knew yeah. It. I didn't like it. Right. Okay. So that's one way. But right. in core energetics, when I'm talking about energy, I'm actually talking about um, an amount of aliveness that you can feel in your body and in your life, really. So um, 
you ha- I think your original question was, how do we know when energy is blocked? So, yeah, because that's, I mean, my, I'm going on the question, you know, what does it mean? If we're all made of energy and, you know, we're, we are, everything is made of light energy, you know, according to physics. So we're all made of energy. How do we know if our energy is blocked? Um, I, you know, and I, listen, I'm going on the assumption, this is my assumption, it's not like I'm not assuming anything about uh, my show or my listeners, I know most people don't feel anything, let alone feel their energy. I mean, I'm in New York City right now, you know, and I, I, I can tell you that walking down the street, I can look at a zillion people and they're not feeling anything, they're in their head, they're thinking, 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 they're on their next thought and the next thought and their minds are racing and basically... Their feet are moving, but they probably don't feel even the rain today. Hmm. Well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that's a really joke about it either. I'm just saying I, most people I meet don't yeah. feel, you know, at all. So how would somebody know their energy? You know, how would somebody, one, okay. I guess, so, feel their energy or feel know of an energy block? All right. So I think it might be easier for me and for us if we talk about feelings. As you say, people are walking down the street and they're not feeling anything, Um, they may or may not be feeling anything. They may really look like they're in their heads, and maybe they have the Bluetooth sticking out, and you know, or maybe they don't (laughs) have a Bluetooth sticking out, and they're still conversational, right? Right. So there's there's lots of ways that that can appear that that person's not not even feeling their feet hitting the ground. Right. Um, So, but the only way we really know is if we we make contact and we ask. Right. So um, but if you are in your head and you're not feeling anything, there's a reason for that. And the reason would be most likely that there's something in your feelings, in your sensations that you don't want to feel, because the natural the natural experience is to feel everything. If you look at a baby, right? The baby feels everything, and the baby responds to the environment with their whole body. Like you can see the pulsation and the frequency in the energy of a baby. The muscles move. Everything moves. They cry with their whole body. They laugh with their whole body, and they love with their whole bodies. So um, it's a learned kind of a thing that we cut off from our feelings and bring most of our energy, the way I experience it, up into our heads. Right. So, right. So I mean, I would agree with you the, that people are socialized of the out of their out of awareness. their instinct, out of their ways of uh, knowing their wisdom in their body, et cetera, everything. But, well, listen, I mean, because of various conditioning based on uh, religious and governmental things, with the body's a bad thing, so most people live in their head. They've disowned their body, you know. So I, I, you're right. The baby feels everything. Animals feel everything. But most people are cut off. I, I think. I, I mean, otherwise they wouldn't come to me. They wouldn't come to learn about tantra. So I imagine the same thing happens if they come to you. I think that's true. I mean, that my experience of the people who come to me is they have been cut off and they don't like it, and they know about it, and they don't want to be there anymore. So they really have a longing to feel a deep connection to self, like to really understand what's happening, to make make choices from an embodied kind of place. So 
um, you said is conditioning, and I think that's true, Lori. I think, you know, we are taught at all kinds of levels how to kind of deny our own impulses in our body. Right. Um, right. But uh, still, I want to go back to my original question, though, because we're kind of, we're talking about it, but we're skirting it a little bit. Like, how would somebody know, when, before, when someone comes to you, they've already had a wake-up. Something must have told them that they couldn't, that they weren't feeling some, or they must have noticed that they weren't feeling and they have this real desire to have a deep, deep feeling on the deepest level. How would they know? How, how? Okay. So good. I'm glad you brought me back there. Yeah. So, I mean, there's ways that you can know spiritually. You can just kind of feel disconnected. You don't feel like there's anything beyond this experience and there maybe there is no meaning so that's a spiritual block okay and that's good and what else pardon what else spiritual block i get that okay i'm sorry i, I i'm having a I little said bit a, of trouble i said a spiritual when, block when i can get in. that and then what else what what other kinds of blocks could people notice okay so the biggest one that people notice are physical blocks um and when something's really, really blocked, when I, when I say something, I mean muscles, right? When your muscles yeah. are really blocked and you're holding a lot of tension and tightness in a muscle, the tightest and most tense muscles are actually numb. It's like the feeling is gone. But, right. But pain is a sign that there is some kind of energy moving, but not moving the way we want it to. Okay? So pain... On the physical level, pain in the in the emotional level is is often the reason that people, you know, want to get this energy flowing and want to feel different differently. And they may not okay. even know they're coming because they want their energy to flow. They just know they want to feel better. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I can get that. For me, I mean, to, for me, the obvious. I think when people come to tantra and they come to my classes. They feel blocked sexually, like they don't feel like they can eat. Some people feel they can't orgasm. Some people feel they can't, uh, their partner or partners have told them that they can't, they're not experiencing them on a deep level. And also I find people are often blocked in money or they're afraid of things that they, that they can't even explain. They just have generalized fear or specific fears of things and they're not getting ahead and they're afraid to try that's what for me that's what i would i would define some blocked energy as also would you agree absolutely i think fear is is fear is it's two things it's it's the reason for the blocked energy and it's also maybe the the sign that the energy is blocked so if you're living with a lot of fear Often what's happening is the energy is, um, the the flow is not getting into the lower body. And so there's a lot of excess energy up around the heart and people can feel palpitations and short of breath, might feel tension in their head um, and tension, of course, in the shoulders. And you may feel tension other places in the body. But when, when you're in fear, there's, you know, the whole fight or flight has a whole physiologic component and one of the things we talk about in terms of energy is that wherever there's energy there's blood flow 
and wherever the energy is blocked, the blood flow is diminished in some way. So in fight or flight, the energy is going to the big organs, you know, the heart and the lungs, and then often going into the big muscles and maybe even to an excess. And so what happens to that energy? Where do I I put it now? Whatever this thing is that I'm fearful about, I don't get to have the discharge of that energy. So orgasm is the main way or one of the main ways to have a really wonderful, pleasurable discharge of energy. But also crying, laughing, um, feeling your heart open, these are other ways that the energy can discharge and flow. So when I say discharge, I don't mean being thrown away. I mean released and flowing back into the body. Okay. So if people, you know, I'm assuming that people come to you and, uh, well, first of all, let's just say, I want to just explain to people that we're talking about core energetics. I'm talking to Kate Holt, who is an instructor and a, and somebody who sees people. She has a private practice where she sees people about something called core energetics. And it's core, like the core of your body. C-O-R-E, like the, the core of an apple. So we're talking about core energetics. And so what kinds of people you know, when people come to you, what are some of the things that they're talking about? They, they want to feel on a deeper level. What, what, what are common things that they say? Well, the most common thing, Lori, is that there's some lack of fulfillment. Something's not the way they want it to be. Either they're having some relationship issues or maybe even relationship patterns that they keep repeating. Um, it can be... Uh, a feeling of being stagnant in a, in a career or um, in a life situation. So there's some lack of fulfillment that's happening, and that's another sign that the energy is blocked. And okay. that's the way they experience it. And so they're looking, seeking for something. And often people who come to me know that there's some connection in their body with all of this. Okay. All right. All right. So starting to make sense to me now. If you if you just tuned in, you're you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Hamler's your host. Today I'm talking with Kate Holt, who is a core energetics practitioner and instructor, and we're talking about what happens when people feel that their energy is blocked. When One, how they can identify that is what we were just talking about. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about why you would call Kate and what kinds of things, or someone that practices the same kinds of things that Kate does, and what you could, what would happen in a session, what you can expect from it. So please stay tuned. If you're wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness, Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. This short and easy-to-read book will make you laugh, and it may even make you cry. When you look at yourself and you discover yourself through my tantric secrets for happiness and how they might apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, which is make love in the unknown, and then I work you all the way back through laws one through nine, to instruct you on how to get there to making love in the unknown, making love fresh every moment of every day, 
And by the way, when I say make love, I mean making love in life, being in life, in love. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it actually deserves. You can get my book for only $19.99 in paperback or $14.99 in ebook. You can go to sexandhappiness.com to order a copy of my book, Sex and Happiness. Thank you. Well, welcome back. I'm talking with Kate Holt. Kate Holt is a core energetics practitioner and instructor, and she's talking to us about how people know when their energy is blocked and what they can do about it. So, Kate, before when we left off, we were talking about people coming and finding out that they're being unfulfilled on some level in their life. Why wouldn't they go to a psychologist? Well, many of them have. Um, What I'm finding is that people have gone and maybe even spent years in therapy and are wanting something either to feel uh, a deep, to have a deeper experience or to have the connection to their body. They know something's missing. So to give you an example, Lori, if you have been speaking about your anger, that's different than if you actually get an opportunity to express it and feel it and be witness in it and have it actually dissipate because you've moved it. So it's it's you know, it's something that's a little different than what people do when they go to a counselor or a psychologist because while there is the, the consciousness piece and the understanding, there's, there's opportunity and safety to have the expression of the feelings that maybe didn't get, to get, didn't get felt throughout life. You're talking my language now because anger was my expression, my main feeling for the earliest part of my life, as early as I can remember, and then got increasingly bigger from the time I was 15 till about the time I was 30. And I did do a lot of talk therapy. And I used to feel good in the therapist's office. And then I would leave the therapist's office. I'd feel good for a couple of hours, and then the anger was right back again. So I knew that this wasn't working. I mean, it took me a while to figure it out. I, at first, I thought there was something wrong with me. I couldn't figure out why therapy wasn't working for me. I was still so angry a lot. And then I learned techniques for for releasing my anger, and it's pretty difficult to get me angry now. You know, at this point in my life, you have to really work hard to to get me angry. (laughs) And and it's because so much of your energy has moved around that. Like exactly. So the old you're, this not, is, you know, you're speaking about something that directly be. affected me in right. my life, and it's my favorite emotion to work with, actually, because it doesn't scare me. I was so consumed with anger at one mm-hmm. point in my life, but it, you know, that was one point that lasted a very long time. But I didn't know you <laughs> then, so I yeah, right. <laughs> so, and some people may have, like you, an experience of knowing that they're angry, and 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 have no place to kind of get it out. Other people don't even know that they have anger. They just know that things keep going wrong or that they keep running into, you know, people that cause them pain. Like they might have more of a sense of themselves as being victimized and hurt. And those people need access to their anger because there's important energy in that anger that then can come available for 
pleasure, excitement, creativity. Um, so, so it's it's almost like a, a whole new way of educating people about accepting their emotions and and being able to have them. You know, okay. I know that you do emotional release work. I've been to some of your workshops, right. and that's a big part of core energetics is is having access to your emotions, being able to release them, but also to kind of attach some consciousness to it so that you can understand why this or that particular emotion keeps coming up for you. And so that's, you know, part of the gift of it is to really have access to all of your feelings in a way that you can, not, not to control them, but to be able to really serve yourself with the emotions as they come up, to kind of really let them be a guidance system for you. So, okay, I, I can follow that, but I, I don't, I'm not sure. I need to know more about this. Like when you're talking about emotional release, like what, what for example, are you talking about? What would, you, what would you do? What would you do in a session of emotional I mean, I know what I would do, but what would you do in a session of emotional release? Um, so... Emotional release, as as I mean, we don't. I don't call it that necessarily, but but okay. I mean, that's exactly what it is, and it comes into sessions on a regular basis. So, um, p- part of what helps people really feel more in their body and more connected to their feelings is just the movement, the physical movement. So, I'm thinking of one of your workshops where people are lying down on the floor and kicking, right? So that's one way. Another way might be to take a bataka or a bat that, that hit a foam cube, just just enough to move enough energy through the muscles to allow it an experience of feeling to come up. And whatever comes up is whatever we work with. So while some of that may sound like you're looking for anger, it's not necessarily where it takes you. It's just the movement in the energy takes you to your body, and then your body kind of can say, you know, well, gee, I'm really, I'm actually feeling very sad. And the experience of being able to cry with your whole body, with your belly, with your chest, can can flow. So uh, in my so, in my workshops, but based on you know what you just said, I, I I actually I don't have people kicking so much as I have them banging the floor. Like I have people laying down on the floor, stomping, right? And they're they're banging their they're putting their heads over the, their hands over their head. And then they're putting their hands back down to their sides, and they're going rapidly. But first, I it, first I teach them to do a certain kind of breathing, and they're also using their sex muscles. So they're breathing and squeezing their sex muscles. And the big thing that I have them do is make sound. And uh-huh. they, I don't know what's going to come out of these people. I'm not necessarily looking for anger. You're right. I don't know what their feelings are. I don't know what's been repressed in them or suppressed in them. So I just have them do the motions and make the sound, and I have them use their sexual energy, bring their sexual energy up, so it will carry whatever they have suppressed in their body out of their body through the sound. And I tell people that the sound is really the most important part, because if they don't make sound, the, the energy is not going to move. And that's in my in my way of doing it. And... um Things come out, all kinds of things come out. Anger comes mm-hmm. out, like you said, sadness comes out. 
fear. And it all looks really different when it's coming out. And sometimes it comes out in, um, in waves. Like the first thing that comes out is anger. And then the next thing that comes out is real sadness. Mm-hmm. And then and the next thing that gets moved in the body is really fear because they're afraid another level is going to come out. Another layer of stuff is going to come out. And that's just on, that's just in one way. I mean, I also have people do stand up and do, uh, some Osho meditations, Osho's dynamic meditation where they're standing up and they're, they're breathing really fast through the nose. They're making a sound like this. They're not speaking and they're not making any sound. They do that for 10 minutes, just moving their arms and building a charge. And then at the end of 10 minutes, I say, okay, make sound. And they go, ah, you know, they just start <laughs> screaming. And they don't know what they're going to expect, what's going to necessarily come out. They're just like what we said, releasing. So well, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Is that Are you doing some similar things to that? I'm doing a lot of similar things. And okay. um, and as I said, it depends on any given session, you know, what thing I might choose to do. And a lot of that is through my training and my intuition. I'm looking at the person. I'm looking at their body. I'm seeing what what looks held to me in the body. I'm seeing what looks like it needs support. And I'm working with the energy and and setting up the, the emotional, as you call it, emotional release work. I call it body work. Um it, based oh. on what I'm seeing, but I, I so really are they on the table? About the sound. Are they on a table too? I mean, when you say body work, um, you know, I do some energy work on a table, but mostly people we we start out, you know, in a dialogue, sitting in chairs, and then we and then we move the chairs out of the way and get into movement. So a lot of the movement is up on their feet. Oh, great! Um, okay, but I wanted to come back to the sound because yeah. that's. I feel like that's really important, as you said, for the release and for the movement of the energy. And yet some people have a really big block in their throat and sound is really difficult for them. And they may actually need a lot of support before they're really able to do the sound. So for some of my clients, that really takes time before they feel comfortable, number one, because there's a physical block, but also emotionally a lot of inhibition. So um, that takes time, but but is a very important part of moving the energy. I agree. So this, I'm really I'm interested in what you just said. I'm really interested in this that takes time part. What does that mean? Like, what's the longest it's ever taken somebody to make sound in sessions with you? Um, sometimes weeks or months. I mean, a person could force a sound through, and it will you'll, you'll hear it. It'll sound it'll sound hoarse and it'll sound strained and um, you know it'll sound like a whole lot of effort but when when a person gets unblocked in their lower body more so then it's easier to free up the throat block and I, I mean a perfect example is I've had women who come in and they have a really tiny little girl voice and then they work <laughs> with me for a little while and they drop into their woman voice and it's like wow you know you feel the power of mm. that woman in that voice, but she didn't have access to it right away. So I, I wouldn't want to, you know, I, some people it's only a matter of a couple of sessions, but I've had people who've taken months before they felt safe enough, and and I say that, you know, consciously felt safe enough, but also physically had the freedom in their throat to allow the deeper sound. 
So it's so it's possible for you to get them moving. I'm just trying to picture this. It's possible for you to get people moving and they're actually making no sound for a few for a few weeks maybe or a few months. Um, I, I try to avoid that because one of the reasons <laughs> that the sound is really helpful is then I know they're breathing. <laughs> right, you know? of course. And so I at least want to hear the sound of the breath, right? So I'm going to okay, really okay. that. Now, do you use music? I tend to use music, Lori, when I'm working with groups and uh, in workshops and music is really helpful um, if you're if you're trying to get to certain feelings but it's also really helpful to move energy you know most of my groups start out with dancing you know we dance and then and then we might get into more specific kinds of movements um, but there's a lot of freestyle dance at the beginning and some people feel inhibited about that and then we have to work with that you know yeah Listen, people feel inhibited about everything, so but they got to yeah. start somewhere. If they sought you out and they're paying you and they want something to shift, you're going to have to take your advice and overcome their resistance, even though they're resisting. You know what I mean? Like you have to. But so I'm trying to get at how how you gently uh, get them to start making sound. Yeah. You know, well, and that's, overcome that's resistance good because or move. I, I, I'm glad you're asking because I think resistance is is an aspect of any kind of process, right? Resistance. We resist the the change. We resist losing what we know as it is. Right. So, um, and then some resistance, and probably a lot of resistance, is very unconscious. You're not even aware of the fact that your throat is closing when you're trying to get it to open. Right. Um, so sometimes right. resistance just needs to be met with acceptance. You know, yeah, you're resistant. It's okay. We're going to stay with this. We're going to be with you. We're going to learn more about this resistance and let it teach us. And then, and then it moves from there. So frequently, just just being with it allows it to shift. Okay, and that good. Good. May Thank or may you. not happen in one session or ten. You know, I don't know. It depends on the person. Yeah. So if you just tuned in. You're listening to Tantra Cafe with Lori Handlers. I'm your host. And today my guest is Kate Holt, and we're talking about core energetics, how to see and move energy in the body in an effort to get healthier, in an effort to overcome blocks, in an effort actually to get closer to what we want in our lives. And we've just been talking about resistance, and how it's important to move and make sound and how some people have resistance. And when we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll look at this a little bit more. We'll talk about some other ways that Kate uses, uh, other modalities that Kate uses to help people really get towards what they want. So please stay tuned. If you're listening to Tantra Cafe, congratulations. You've reached a higher plane of consciousness in caring for yourself and caring for your significant other. Tantra can help with physical and emotional bonding to nurture your relationship. And there's another level of care that you should be considering as well. It's your family's financial well-being. I rely on DeLone Financial Services to guide me on this journey. And Jeff DeLone is my friend. He and I have worked together for years. He even helps care for my father's finances. For information about your family's financial planning, contact Jeff DeLone at 
310-356-1253. That's 610-356-1253. Or you can email Jeff at jdelone at delonefinancialgroup.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through FSC Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. Jeff DeLone is a registered representative with FSC Securities Corporation. DeLone Financial Group is not. We're back and you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers. You can always write to me at laurie at tantracafe.com. If you want to get in touch with me about anything my guests talk about on the show, or if you have suggestions for the show, you can also follow me, Laurie Handlers, on Facebook, or you can follow me on Twitter and write to me from there. I'm back with Kate Holt, and we're talking about moving energy, how energy moves in the body and how it's important that that energy move in order to get what we want in our lives. So, Kate, we were talking about how you... Last time we left off where we were talking about resistance and how you make resistance okay or we accept it for what it is in the moment and sometimes that's what enables us to move on. What else? I'm just, I'm trying to actually picture a, before actually I was trying to picture a, a, a session with an individual mm. and then we, we kind of moved into groups because I was asking you about music. Right. So, I can't, I'm just trying to picture an individual sitting face to face with you. Then you push the chairs away, and then you're, you 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 look at their body. You're looking to see how you know how they're holding their bodies, like where there might be tension, etc. And if you're not playing music, and I'm just trying to figure out, like, okay, then what do you do? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what might you suggest? Do you have mats in your studio? I you have know, I have a mattress. I have something, a big foam block called a cube, and I have things that you can hit it with. I have balls. I have rollers. I've got all kinds of things, Lori. I want to have a lot of options at my fingertips, depending on what I'm seeing right in front of me, right in the moment. Um, so, and, and all of the equipment and everything is really not important. The important thing is that something happens, that the energy moves, and then things begin to um, get stirred up. Sometimes people start to feel feelings they didn't know they had, mm-hmm. and that can be scary initially, so that's what some of the resistance is. But, uh, you know, you said what else as far as resistance? It, there's, a, there's, a, there's an intention piece, you know. A person who's coming and says, what I've been doing isn't working for me, has an intention to do something different. And as you said, yes, trusting me that I might be able to help them and might know some ways that they can get a better experience. So some of it is just having the intention to give something that I wouldn't normally try, give it a try. And that's often what moves the resistance as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So you get to grow also. You get to grow. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You're not bored. You know, and it's a relationship with my clients. It's not just it's not just here you come in here and I'm going to do this stuff to you, you know. It's it's a back and forth and it's really for me always kind of holding a vision of this person at the best that they can be, like always looking for that core essence, you know. Maybe they come in with all their edginess or maybe they come in with their fears. 
but I feel like I can see for them the possibilities of this person stepping into their power or this person softening their edges. Like I'm always holding that vision, and then that's, that becomes part of my guidance in that I'm giving them. Mm. So it's, it's a lot now, of relating back Now let's forth. move to the group stuff. Cause so if you are working with a group of people, they start out moving, you said. They start out moving to music. Well, I try to get them to start out moving. That's usually how it works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most people are willing to move, but some people have trouble with it, you know. Um, how, big, but, how big would a group be? Um, my, my individual groups, I'm sorry, my ongoing groups, there are eight people. So okay. that's the max. And so it's a group of eight people that actually make a really big commitment to work together every week. It's ongoing. So that doesn't mean they have to be married to the group or stay forever. But for the duration of the period that they're going to be part of the group, they commit to being there every week. And then if it comes to a point where they say, you know, I've had enough or this isn't, this isn't what I want anymore, then they you know, they, they can leave, and there's a process for that. But there's something about this commitment that they make with me and with each other to keep showing up for each other that whatever work I might do with them one week, it builds in safety week after week of being with the same people, revealing with each other. It, it just it really sets it up so that people can feel safe to take really big risks and get more and more of what they want. So the, the group work is amazing. So, and can you talk about some of the things that people get? Like, what are some of the things that people more that they want that you were talking about? What are, um, What are some okay. of the miracles that happen in the groups? Yeah. So a lot of things that happen. Well, number one is there's there's this amazing bonding that goes on in the group. So someone who may have triggered you at the beginning, um, core energetics beyond the physical level and in the interaction level, it really provides a wonderful means for being with conflict. And it's a way for people to really be with the deepest level of feeling between them um, that, that almost the conflict disappears. So does that happen all in one session? Not always. But over time, you know, if you get to your deepest feeling in the moment, and I get to my deepest feeling in the moment, we're eventually going to wind up at the same feeling, and that is the desire for love and connection. Because at our core, that's what we all want. And so that's, that's you know, one of the beauties of the group work. But that's, that's in the group, right? But what people tell me about how the group work affects them in their lives are things like, I find myself taking more risks. I, and I mean that in a positive way. I find myself mm-hmm. um, standing up for myself more. I find myself happier in my relationship. I find myself more sexually active than I used to be. So um, there's something about this interrelation and understanding the feelings as they arise when there's contact with another human being or several other human beings that gives you an opportunity to look at the ways you might have held yourself back or um, the ways that you literally clamp down around your own energy flow. What can so you tell that, is I me mean, what one of the biggest 
success stories is? Like if you, something that really made your year, somebody came to you and they were a certain way and then they, in the course of working with you, they changed into a different way. Can you tell about that? Can you tell me about that? I'd be very interested to know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's so many, and and maybe some will seem more dramatic than others, but I mean, I think that this one is a more common one, let's put it that way, where I have someone who comes in feeling like a victim in their life, either in a job or a relationship in which they feel very unhappy and very stuck, and can't see a way out can't see a way to change within the situation and can't see a way to leave the situation. And the, the, the temptation to get pulled into that story is great, but that story is just the symptom. And so if I can get away from the story, and that not, not, doesn't mean it's not important, the story is important, but I need to get into the energy that created that story to begin with. And when that energy starts to move, things shift. And people will start to interact with their partner in a different way. They maybe interact with their coworkers, their boss in a different way because they feel different in themselves. And then suddenly either a way is made for them to make a change within the situation or they feel the courage to leave the situation that they didn't, didn't have before. Okay. So I feel like that's, and that's happened? This has happened often? It happens often? a lot. It happens a lot. Um, okay. And and over time, you know, it's not it's not a one two thing. It's not a one two well, punch. Well, when you say time, though, he, I get again. I mean, I, I'm just gonna for just to be a devil's advocate, and not necessarily with you, but to be a devil's advocate is uh, in therapy. People go for ten years sometimes, and nothing changes. So when you say over time, what you know? Are you talking about? two months are you talking about eight months are you talking about a year uh or or are you talking like years and years and years okay so i'll answer that i think two ways one is that when you do body work in a session things start to shift pretty close to immediately that, yeah that is the truth the the second thing is that people choose to stay in this work for a long period of time but not because it's not working, because it is working. And they're saying, you know what, this is growing, this is changing, I'm expanding, and I want to stay with this. I like this process to, to, to help me find my truth, to help me find my gifts, and so they stay in it. So I have had some people work with me for many, many years, and I have some people who work with me for shorter periods. So it's really up to them. What are you getting out of it? How long you want to stay with it? Okay, great. Yeah, thanks for answering it straight like that because I, you know, I just know that there are many people who've been in therapy for a long time. I mean, I, I'm not going to name any names here. People in my family or whatever who've been in therapy forever and nothing has changed. Um, I used to, uh, I used to joke about people who went to therapy and now they know why they're obnoxious, but that nothing has changed about their obnoxiousness. <laughs> So I like hearing that uh, people can choose to stay with you for a while and people can choose to move very quickly. It's my feeling that, and I assert this, that when people start working with the body, it moves much faster than when they're just talking about it. 
Absolutely. You know, and if they choose to stay for a while, that's fine. I mean, I have people who stay with me for a long time and people who take my same course over and over again, and they get something completely different every time. I'm not going to shoo them away. Although there was one person once who I said, you know, you cannot take my bliss course any more times. You have to now take the ecstasy course. Like, I'm not, 14 times is like enough. (laughs) You know, it's time for you to graduate into the next, into the next, uh, upgrade so sometimes i mean have you what's the longest you've had somebody work with you would you say um hmm. i would say probably four or five years okay four or five years and have you ever had the experience i just have to know have you ever had the experience of like asking somebody to to complete like you felt they were done before they felt they were done i have yes i have I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and sometimes, Lori, I don't know whether they're complete with their own process, but I know they're complete with me. Like I've reached right. a point where I say, you know, I don't have anything else to offer you, but maybe you would like this or that or, you know. So, um, but it feels complete with me. That has happened, yes. Right. Yes, I, I and occasionally I've had to fire somebody. I, I've had to fire a student or a client, so... And, you know, I I've, I actually have had to feel good about that, although they may not have at the time. It's just, it's... Uh, well, and I, I'd like to say, when I have done that, Lori, that's not been a, a quick process. That's right. been really giving them enough sessions that they feel like they've had, com- like, a really good closure, a really Great. clean goodbye to be able to say, you know, I've gotten what I wanted, and now I'm moving on. Great, great. I got it. So... Yeah. I see that people can, from what you're saying, people can change lots of aspects of their life when they start freeing up their energy and they start doing body things, moving, making sound, the same kinds of things that I, I tell people when they start really feeling their body, feeling their sensations and moving, their voice opens up and they become whatever, more assertive, more satisfied in their lives, things shift all the relationships, etc. It's great, great stuff. So if I'm talking with Kate Holt today, and Kate Holt is a core energetics instructor. She's at the at the New York, is it the New York Institute? For I think New, New York Institute of Core Energetics, yeah. Of Core Energetics. And Kate is, she practices in the Philadelphia area with individuals, and with groups, and also she does some sessions over the phone. We're going to find out more about that when we return. Also, we're going to find out about what Kate has coming up and the kinds of things that you can contact her about when we return in a moment. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your home. In my CD, Shamanic Release and Lati Han, I create a very safe and sacred space in which you can do your powerful work, the kind of work that I'm known for in my Tantra courses. I set you up with the proper positioning and the proper breathing, and then I guide you through an emotional release sequence to the beat of tribal African rhythms. You can try this CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing And if you do it on a regular basis, you'll watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. 
You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com for only $20. I hope you believe you're worth it because I do. You can go to ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now. And please walk free of emotional baggage. Well, my guest today is Kate Holt. This is Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. And we're talking about core energetics moving the body, moving energy through the body, and clearing energy blockages. And we were just talking about the time it takes for people to work through some of these issues. Some people move very quickly, and some people take a few years. And Kate was talking about that with us. So, Kate, you also work with people on the telephone. Yeah? Can I you, do. How do you, you know, I how just want to say, Lori, your CD sounds fantastic. I'm going to get it. Thank it you. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's like I've actually done my own emotional release to my own CD. Uh, I came. <laughs> That's I, great. <laughs> I, I arrived That's at somebody's house once in uh, West Palm Beach, and I had just been on the road, and I was really upset about something. I don't know what. And the person said, oh, well, you can come and do emotional release. I have the perfect CD. Little did I know that he had my CD. So I, I went into the other room, and I laid down on the floor, and the music started, and I started laughing because... I realized it was my CD that he was playing, and I followed <laughs> along to my own coaching, That's and it was wonderful. a great, it was a great session. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thanks. So, so I, you know, that's part of part of the work, right? Is learning ways that you can support yourself, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, so, so um, what do you do in a phone work. session? Say it again. What would you do in a phone session? I do the same thing I do in a in a in a in an in-person session, um, you know. And you know, I I have just recently begun to Skype, Lori. Kind of, uh, you were a little bit of an inspiration for that from one of our previous conversations. But um, even for people who don't Skype, with the telephone, what I find is with with my visual uh, sense missing. I tend to pick up energy and sense feeling in a different way. So it, it works really well. I mean, I, I really love the body, and so I find ways to help people from their private space over the phone, coaching them, as, you, as you're saying, with some movements that are particular to what we're talking about. And um, also, if it's someone that I've never met, then I would have them send me pictures of their body you know, unless they're ready to Skype, then we can do it on Skype. So it, it it works. I've even done a group on the phone, which was really interesting. Wow. A process group. It was very powerful. So we all agreed we didn't want to do it that way all the time, but it was a snowstorm and it worked. So that was really fun. That's great, Kate. Yeah. I'm so glad you're using Skype because uh, the be- I, I, it's so empowering when you can see the person as well you can see their expressions and you can see what's going on so yeah. I'm, so thanks I'm, I'm glad I made a difference for you in that <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and you can do it it's a, it's amazing to me but I, it, we, it really is possible to do all these things through modern technology our phones our Skype and, uh, and other things uh, enable us to see people and to sense them and feel them and know what's happening now how does this I mean for me like I can see how it connects to tantra. Do you, can you make any um, 
I, I miss- absolutely can. I mean, one yeah. of the things that I'm reminded of, Lori, is when I did your fir- my first butterfly workshop with you, and we were doing the emotional release work, and you came over to me and you said, oh, you've got a nice wave in your body. You know, because I already had that energetic wave going through my body after I did a little bit of emotional release work because I've been doing this work for years. So um, that energetic wave, which, you know, makes for a fabulous orgasm, is also about being in the pulsation of life on a day-to-day basis. So that's where I see that connection. Um, And then I also think... You know, when I heard you talking earlier about your book, and it's it's about really uh, being alive and being fully present and having your full pulsation of life with you all the time. So I feel like these are things that could support one another for sure. And And a good example would be if you've got someone who's coming to your workshops who maybe has that little bit of a throat block or feels certain inhibitions. I mean, most people who are signing up for Tantra have done some work or they wouldn't They wouldn't be there, is my guess. Yeah, most That's, people. Not everyone, yeah. but most, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, energy flow is, is, is the most important part of sexuality, of sexual expression, and not just your expression in the sex act or in any any parts of the no, sex, no. sex act, but as your creativity as a human being, being the fullness, bringing the fullness of who you are. That's that's all connected with your energy flow and how how fully you can have it. It's wonderful. Do you, do you um, what do you have coming up, Kate, that people can can uh, hook hook into you? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You and how, <laughs> because and how, really, a workshop is a great way to kind of get get your feet wet in the work and say, you know, if this is right for me or not. So I've got a workshop coming up April 10th and 11th called Connection, and it's really looking at all the ways that we um, possibly prevent ourselves from having the deep connections that we want with other human beings. So that's April 10th and 11th in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And if they go to my website, which is info, that's I-N-F-O, I have an events calendar, and they can look there. And I also well, have, have a retreat too, coming up Some May people can Kate with a C, but you don't. Your Kate is K-A-T-E Holt, H-O-L-T, KateHolt.info. Great. I-N-F-O. And what else do you have? I have this retreat coming up in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, at this gorgeous Elkins estate, and it's a weekend retreat called Coming Home to Yourself. I have a co-leader on that, another core practitioner, Charlie Corley from New York, and we've worked together a lot, and we're really excited about this retreat, and it's very inexpensive, Lori, so I hope people will look on my website. It's right on the home page. You can click a link to the, um, to the description of the retreat. And I have a process group that's forming and starting in Elkins Park in May. And then I also have two other groups in the Cherry Hill area. So there's lots, lots of ways that people can. A lot of stuff can. going on, yeah. Now, is there a body yeah. of core energetic people around the United States, too? There are. 
And, you know, probably that would be your preference. If you don't have anybody near you and you want to Skype with me, that's great. But if you can find somebody near you, definitely. Um, and if they want to contact me, I'll be happy to try and put them in touch with someone in their area. There are people all over the country, all over the world, actually. Really? I mean, for me, it's like if, the, if somebody connects with you, they should come to you. That's how I feel about it. People fly to my workshops from all over the place, even sometimes across the across the ocean. So if people connect with you, they should work with you, Kate. I feel that they should come to you. Absolutely, that's the truth. And if they feel good enough with that connection, then let's do it on the phone or let's do it with Skype. I I agree. Now tell us, you you described three or four different, you know, possibilities for people. Can you just, can you tell me a little bit about, like, what they could expect? Like, what could somebody expect um, in terms of their moving their energy if they did that first, the two-day workshop with you that, that you were talking about? In Cherry Hill, what what would what could be some of the expected outcomes? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Okay. <laughs> um, well, first of all, there will be movement. There always is. Yeah. And and there, there's a lot of chance to dialogue with different people within the workshop, so that okay. people get warmed up with each other, and and then um, a lot of process work happens with the group support. So. You know, there's experiential exercises, there's process work, which is somebody working with me in front of the group and the group supporting them. Mm -hmm. And um, people tend to go away from the workshops feeling like they've had a really amazing experience, like they really feel good that they came, they feel good about who they are, and um, often inspired to do the work. Great. And then, do you have any? Do you have any follow up? Is there anything that? Is there anything they have to do? I guess afterwards, do they have to? Like in my classes, people have to do some of the process work that they learn. They 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 have to do some of the exercises they learn to keep it going, or they have to stay, you know, hooked in on some of the phone calls I provide or whatever. Do you have anything like that? Do they not right now, Lori? I mean, what I do is I follow up with everybody who comes to the workshop just to see how they're doing a few days later and find out if they need anything. And if they do, I encourage them to work with me. Um, Great. So that's pretty much how that goes. So it's very personalized then? Definitely. Okay. All yeah. right. And, again, I just want people to know, I mean, we were talking today about, because we're, we're kind of uh, coming to towards the end of our of our time together, I want people to know that they can, if they feel that they're not, energetically connected if they if people feel like there's a blockage if people feel stuck in certain areas of their life maybe they're not expressed in their throat they don't express themselves or make enough sound maybe you feel that you are blocked in money or in job or what have you then a very good place for you to get some help is to look into this core energetics which is what we're talking about, what I've been talking about today with Kate Holt. Kate, any last thing that you have, a kind of a last um, suggestion you have, like maybe somebody who isn't ready quite to call you yet or isn't ready to take a step, is there a kind of a little piece of advice that you could give that people could look for when they're looking at themselves, when they're looking at themselves in the mirror or they're assessing what they should do about their block? Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, hopefully they will at least look at my website, k 
kateholt.info and um, get a feel for it. The, the website's got a lot of information. There's a blog attached to it with, with lots of different things on it. Um, but if you are feeling like like you're blocked and you're afraid to reach out, you're afraid to call, um, or you just don't quite feel ready to call, you don't know if you want to make that step, I, I would tell people just keep trusting yourself. Keep breathing. Keep asking yourself what you want. And just keep trusting that your guidance is going to come to you because it will. It really will. Well, that's really that's so great. I mean, it's really... Um... I, you know, I, I probably would have played it a little differently. I might have said just put on music and start dancing. <laughs> well, that won't hurt either. But, you know, if you're, if you're uh, you might be intimidated by that. And a lot of people won't dance alone, although that's probably the best place to start. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that, you know, that expression dance like no, not like nobody's watching. That's right. So I would say to people, well, nobody's watching. Put on music and dance and move your energy, move your butt, you know, see what happens. But anyway, Kate, I, I love it. And I, it was very generous for you to say to them, just trust, you know, just keep looking and keep trusting. Thank you so very much for being my guest today. If you, if you just tuned in in the last segment and you were wondering who I was talking to, this is Laurie Handlers. I've been talking to Kate Holt. You can find her at kateholt.info. Go to her website and check out Core Energetics. Kate, I thank you so much for being on my show today. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Laurie. It's great speaking with you. Thank you so much. And this is Laurie Handlers. You can find me at Facebook, Twitter, ButterflyWorkshops.com, TantraCafe.com. Namaste from Tantra Cafe.